0: As we read from the life of Christ, the Holy Gospel according to St. John in the 19th chapter. Standing by the cross of Jesus were his mother and his mother's sister, Mary the wife of Clopas, and Mary Magdalene. When Jesus saw his mother and the disciple whom he loved standing nearby, he said to his mother, Woman, behold your son. And then he said to the disciple, Behold your mother. From that hour, the disciple took her to his own home. This is the gospel of the Lord. Okay, who remembers this? Hey, Edith! (laughs) Who is that? Archie. Archie Bunker. All in the family. What a great show that was. One of the most politically incorrect people that there ever was, Archie was. And we used to watch their show on TV and we would laugh and maybe we would laugh because somehow we saw a little bit of ourselves or a little bit of our families (laughs) in watching what their family did. They had one of the most dysfunctional families ever on TV. But the one thing that we know about that show is that Edith is the one that held everything together. Edith was the rock. She was the solid one, as scatterbrained as she was a lot of times. And I went out, I was out on YouTube, you know, this week, just watching some of the clips and a little bit of the stuff just to get a a sense of what it was like. And you can tell, at least in terms of the show, how much of a part of the family she was when she dies and there's the one little scene with Archie sitting on his bed <coughs> talking about how he just didn't know okay so that's that's the show but it was Edith's stability and Edith's love that kept everything together well we are all in families right we all have we all have a family and in our families, we find ourselves bound to one another. And that's the way God wanted it to be. God established families so that, so that we could have a place where we could grow and where we could learn. An example of that is in one lesson today with Timothy, when, when Paul reminds Timothy The fact that you grew up in a family and you grew up in a place where you could learn and your faith, the faith that you have even was passed down from your grandmother Lois through your mother Eunice to you. And that happened in that family and that's one of the reasons God gave us families. Another reason is so that we can have encouragement and support so that when we need comfort, when we need somebody to lean on, we've got our family And even from the cross, he recognized that his mother was going to need that. And so he connected her with John, who was kind of his favorite disciple, I guess. Connected her with John so that she would be taken care of. I don't know, maybe Jesus didn't trust his brother, James, to do it. So put her with, with John. But he knew that she would need family. And another thing about families and why God put us in families is so that we could know what love was. So that we could have a place where we could experience love and share love. And love, just like in the Bunker family, it was Edith's love that held everything together, even with all the dysfunction and with all the stuff that was going on. Edith was there with love. And it's love that helps us in our families. And, and in a way, it's really no different than this gathering of people right here. Because we are God's family. We can look in, uh, uh, in Romans chapter 8 where God says, says, Those who are led by the Spirit of God, which I would hope is all of us, are the children of God. The Spirit testifies that we are God's children. So we are God's children. We all have the same Father, so that means that we are all one family. And the purpose of this family is no different than the purpose of any other family. It's a place where we can grow, a place where we can learn, where we learn about, our, learn about faith, where we learn, just like in our families at home, we learn our values and our standards and our morals. And so we learn in this place. And it's a place where there can be support, And encouragement and comfort when one part of this family is hurting for whatever reason, whether it's because of some physical ailment or because of something emotional or spiritual going on in their lives, but they need help, this is a place where people can come. But just like in our real families, the overarching thing over it all, the umbrella that covers all of it is love. That love exists in a place like this. And it's love that can grow. It's a love that comes first of all from God. And that we can share with one another. It's love that we can see. In one another. But another thing that we know about families. Is that there are struggles. There are struggles. And there's dysfunction. In families. And we have that. In our families. There are. Our. Problems that exist in our families and sometimes it's that we're not always there for each other. Or sometimes it's that there's strife develops in the family and there's arguments and there's struggles. And sometimes even those families will break up and will split up. Because we are not always able to put ourselves aside for the good of the family. And so we have those struggles, and you can see that I mean look at at uh, uh, even in the even in the church and even in a family like this, when St. Paul was writing to Timothy, he was writing to Timothy because he wanted to provide him some encouragement <coughs> what to deal with problems that were in his congregation and to give him some encouragement and some some advice on how he might do it in fact. All of Paul's letters are written to congregations that were dealing with issues. The disciples, they were sort of a family as they followed Jesus and they had conflicts sometimes. And even Paul with the disciples had some disagreements and some conflicts. And so it existed even in the church. In fact, the creeds of the church, the the Apostles' Creed and the Nicene and Athanasian Creed, you know why they were written? They were written to deal with conflicts and arguments that were taking place in the church and they were a way of saying here's the answer this is what we believe those kinds of things have always been there and sometimes those kinds of struggles because of of our sinfulness and and our wanting to go our own way sometimes it even causes breakups in the church So how is that overcome? How do we overcome that? What is it that helps us to deal with that? John wrote in his uh, his first letter, in uh, 1 John chapter 3, says this, See what great love the Father has lavished on us, that we should be called children of God. The one thing that always should exist in a family, whether it's our own personal families or whether it's a family like this, is that there's love. Love conquers all, we say. Paul said the love of Christ controls us. It informs our conduct and our lives. And in another place, love covers a multitude of sins. It's the love that God has shown to us, first through Christ, and then as the Spirit works in our lives. It's that love that God lavishes on us, Paul says, or John says, that He lavishes on us. That helps us to deal with everything. That's what covers it all. That's what keeps us together. And we see that same thing that should be in our families. If the love of Christ is strong in our hearts, and our families, and if the love of God is present in our families, then we can face anything, anything in our lives. It's all about God's love. This is kind of a special Sunday, not just because it's Mother's Day. It's a special Sunday because we're celebrating something else, too. We can go back to Romans in chapter 8, where Paul says, Now, if we are children, if we are the family of God, then we are heirs. Heirs of God, co-heirs with Christ that we may share in His glory. This past Thursday was a special day too. Who knows what Thursday was? Hmm? Cinco de Mayo. Yeah, well that's not why it was special. Okay, maybe for you it was, but Thursday was the day that we remember Christ's ascension. It's the day we remember Christ visibly leaving earth and returning to his throne. And so now, as the family of God, we have a brother that sits on the throne of the universe. Our brother is up there. And today, today marks the end of the Easter season, so it's a transition in seasons today. It's a transition from focusing on the the ministry and the work of Christ and His suffering and death and resurrection for us, And as we move now toward the work of the Spirit. And next week is Pentecost. And so we begin that practically six month long season of the year where we focus on what the Spirit does in our lives as a result of what Christ did. So this is a transition Sunday. And it's a day that we remember as Christ has ascended and our brother sits on the throne that we are heirs. That he's gone ahead of us to get a place ready for us. And so today we transition. We are the family of God waiting to join our brother where he's at today. But again, what what encompasses and what covers the whole thing from the, the life and work of Christ to the work of the Holy Spirit is love. They'll know we are Christians by our love. They'll know we are the family of God by the love that exists between us, by the love that we demonstrate for each other and for the world. I'm going to ask you now to just to listen to a song. It's a song that uh, kind of does that transition where, we, where it thanks, thanks God for what he's done through his son and thanks God for leaving his spirit here till the work is all going to be done